welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm Dan and I'll be your host for the evening. We'll be serving you an entree of catch-up followed by a main of games. Finishing off with a dessert of feedback. A side order of cultural interlude. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Is there any aperitif? No. A full set of teeth. Oh, I'm Mark, and uh, I will be joining him on this uh, what's gaming slash culinary journey. <laughs> I'm Sol. Lockdown 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Lockdown 2, The Revenge. <sighs> Shite. So now you know who we are, you're wondering what we do. We're a gaming podcast by the name I'm of not, Pixel. I know exactly what we do. <laughs> well, someone might not know, Mark. Oh, okay, go on then. If you have to us... <laughs> Every comic book is someone's first comic book. That was what Stanley said. Okay. That's true. If you do know us, skip forward about 30 seconds. If you don't, we're a gaming podcast by the name of Pixelunt Podcast. What we like to do is deep dive and analyse games one letter at a time. For this first series, season or world one, we're covering the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES or Famicom, as it was known in... Japan! Japan! Working from A to Z, this episode on World 1 Stage 21. Wow. We've reached the letter U, U for Upside Down Unicorns. And for that, it means we're playing a whole load of little game called Euphoria the Saga. But before we get into all of that, let's have a bit of a catch-up to what we've all been doing since we three last met. How about you, Mr. Gill, Senior? I've been alive... That's well, that's I, a good thing. Unlike a lot of my friends, family and colleagues haven't had COVID. Oh, can I say I haven't been alive? You <laughs> 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 don't know he's got a new job in the graveyard. Yeah. It seems that everyone seems to be contracting it. It's Dan's cool as it, minute, Our it? parents it's, had it. Mark's it parents have got it now. Well fashionable. Someone on Twitter said, which is quite funny, if somewhat offensive, why can't them, them up north wash their hands? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think I suspect that he or she was southern. Soap's expensive. Yeah. The, the, the thing money. about that southern person is, I dare him to come up here and say that. <laughs> In terms of gaming and uh, entertainment options, I have been playing this week's game. I've also been playing the Ten Pence Arcades. Uh, current game that they're covering on the podcast called City Connection, which is an old arcade game from the eighties. I don't like it at all. I, I, from it, what I've, I've not played much of it, but from what I remember, I quite like it. It's like um, flicky in terms of it's a, a constantly rotating single screen. Uh, and you're in a car and you've got to paint the floor, so it's like flicky and make tracks, but Sounds proper but shit. shit. Yeah, that's exactly how it sounds. You've done it justice then. I've been listening to... Uh, Fatboy Slim's got a, a new album out, actually. Uh, a, a mix album. If you ever ever listened to any of the Back to Mine series of CDs, which the old premise is, come back to mine after a night out on the tiles, taking copious drugs or alcohol, which is a drug, uh, listen to my record collections. They've been going about 20 years, but it's really worth checking that out. It's really uh, chilled out, soulful, funky, so it's not... Like you'd expect from Fatboy Slim to be mega boshing. It's really good. And I've, I've come back to that, the Last Strokes album, which I think came out about May. I wrote the Strokes. I got fed up with the Strokes after about the second album, I think. And it's surprisingly excellent. 
just looping back around to gaming, I picked up Nintendo released uh, for, 30, for for the 35th anniversary of uh, Mario. They released a, a like a, a new game and watch. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, Retro style interesting... game and watch, but it's got the actual Mario game on it, and it. Yeah, it's got Super uh, Mario well Brothers. As having the game and watch game on it. Yeah. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, but not the two that we know. It's Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels, but Super okay. Mario Brothers Two in J- Japan, yeah. and it comes with Ball, which is an old game and watch. Yeah. Type, uh, you know, Su- Super Mario Brothers Two that was out in Japan was the one for the disc system, which yeah. was more or less just an add-on, effectively right. for Super Mario Brothers One, but was really difficult. It's absolutely was, solid. It yeah. was like um, it's like pre DLC DLC. Yeah, well, no, I think they touted it as a proper sequel, but... Oh, did um, they? But it won't. It was just the same. It, yeah, it, it was, was just hard. I don't think they could sell it. Yeah, it was too hard, and it was pretty much the same game, but just expanded. And it wasn't until they made, or rather reskinned, I forget the name of it... Doki Doki Panic. That's it. Into Super Mario Bros. 2, that it got a proper Western release of Super Mario Bros. 2, which, I've said before, is my favourite of the Mario game, and arguably does more to further the series than Super Mario Brothers the Lost Levels or the Super Mario Brothers 2 the disc system game because the, the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we got introduces people like Shy Guy there's a lot more expands the law yeah if you like yeah. yeah a lot of the characters that you see nowadays wouldn't have been around if it had not been for that risk in a Doki Doki Panic absolutely oh, yeah. interesting but it's a it's a nice little thing uh, and it also looks like a little movable uh, clock I wouldn't say it's an essential purchase. It's more of a collectible How much is it? thing. Forty quid, I think. Yeah, so right. it's not it's not loads of money, and it's a nice little thing. It's not, the only downside is it doesn't stand up. It's got no little leg at the back to stand up, and if it's not permanently plugged in via USB, the clock goes to sleep, which is a bit <laughs> of a pain. So a couple of funny downsides to it, but as a nice little collectible thing, it, it's quite nice to have. I saw a, a lot of people have complained that it's 40 quid. You've got to look at what, you know, I think what, it's all right, that, it? for 40 yeah. quid. Yeah. It's got, it's I mean, you can see the argument nice for... a little bit of tech. You can see the argument for someone going, it's 40 quid, because essentially it's just a tiny handheld with one, two games on it. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's not a, really but, what but it's But no, as, as a collectible it's a device. Piece, it's, yeah, it's a nice piece yeah. of something tangible to hold, isn't it, in this world where everything's digital? Yeah. Anyway, Matt, what you've been doing? A lot of working, um, and then I managed to get that polished off um, yesterday and binged in some Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I thought was really, really good. Is it good? It's really, really good. Yes. I mean, I liked the last Assassin's Creed game anyway, so I thought it was good. And what they've done here is basically, it's it's like The Witcher, but better. With Witcher with no spells, but better. A better world, better characters, better story, better graphics, better sound, better fighting mechanics. Um, they've refined the fighting mechanics somewhat so that they've shifted all of the combat to the shoulder buttons, a bit more like Dark Souls, which means you can keep both your thumbs on the sticks so you've got more control over the fights. Um, it's harder. Um, you know, the fights are a bit more technical rather than just mashing buttons and smashing people. And so far, yeah, I think it's really good. Even like the shitty dice game that's in it that you're playing in the like taverns that you can bet money on it's a bit like that um, 
King of New York, or, or sorry, King of Tokyo that you told me to get. There's a dice game actually in Assassin's Creed Valhalla that's a similar kind of concept to that. Um, and the, that dice game's that good. I spent an hour on that. So, <laughs> so that's how good the game is. It's very, 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 very good. I, I checked out of Assassin's Creed uh, midway through three because I felt mm. like I was running in the snow for a long time. The, so have they done away with stealth right, elements? Because I can't imagine right. there's many stealth Vikings. What they should have done, really, my personal opinion, is when they brought out the last one, they should have created, because it was such a departure, they should have really created a new franchise and maybe called it Warrior's Creed instead of Assassin's Creed. Because effectively, the assassination thing is entirely optional in both the previous game and in this one. So you can choose to do it that way if you want to do it that way. Uh, But this is the first Assassin's Creed game that's ever... Uh, truly sacked it off in favour of you genuinely can play it your own way. Even in the last one, they still clung on to some of the assassin bits in there. In this one, it's there if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. You can just... You can literally walk up to a thing, blow a horn, and fucking a shit ton of Vikings come in behind you just shouting and screaming. So, yeah, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> or, shouting, or shouting skull. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's skull in it or something, but yeah... But yeah, it means cheers, doesn't it, in Viking? Thus the name of the lager. Does it? Um, I did not know that. Yeah, from what I've seen of it so far, which admittedly is limited, it's only a few hours, but um, it looks like it's going to be an absolutely exceptional game. That sounds really interesting, because I I enjoyed the original Assassin's Creed's, um, well, the first one, the Italian ones. I never played three. I skipped that, went straight to Black Flag, which was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Just the whole pirate thing and floating about on your ship, I loved that. Um, even the ship battles, I think, were really intense. I enjoyed that as well. Um, and I never played anymore after that. I've got Odyssey somewhere, I think, um, on a disc Odyssey's floating a, around. Odyssey's a really, really, really good game. It's it's a nice way to pass 20-odd hours, is Odyssey. It, it's for the PlayStation 4, though, and I don't touch my PlayStation. So uh, I, this is why, I think that's why I've not played it. And I've got so, an aversion to AAA games, remember? Um, films, series-wise, I haven't really watched out because I've been working. So, But I caught uh, some of a new comedy on Netflix last night called Auntie Donna's House, Big Old House of Fun. And I would highly recommend that. Just watch it. Uh, and that's it, really. Because um, all I've done is work. So, what about you, Daniel? Well, games-wise, I've continued playing Undermine that I mentioned um, that roguelike kind of dungeon crawler-esque game seems to be quite addicted to it I think I've banged 200 hours into it fucking um, hell that's, that's a fair old investment of time I don't think I've banged 200 hours into oh, I don't huh? think I've banged 200 hours into my own wife <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that 200 hours has come from. I don't know if there's a quirk with... Um, Did you the... leave it on pause and go for a really big shit? Or something? I, yeah, I don't know if there's a quirk <laughs> with the, the sleep on the Xbox One. You know, when, when the, the suspend. I don't know if it's... Ah, that so it's still... Right, but okay. I have been... I have played it a lot. Um, so it, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But I don't think it's quite that many. Um, and my... Like Sullivan, I've had a handheld delivery. My Retroid Pocket 2 finally arrived, which... Um, so, which give is, us a very brief review of that then, because it does look quite a tasty little item. It's, it's nice, you know, and it's from China, and I was expecting it to be light and just really clicky it, and rubbish. Yeah, it looks like it's quite good build quality. It, from it, re- that. it really is. Um, yeah. And for $70, I 
delivered. Yeah. I couldn't really get it. It looks there. very much like... I take it it's just an emulation thing, so you've got an SD card in it and you just whack it full of MAME ROMs or whatever. It's an Android device. Ah, okay. okay, so it's whatever and, you want it to be. And it's got all the emulators on it. You can, you can load it into a different um, OS, if you like, that they call Retroid Pocket OS to make it a simple switch it on and it's straight into emulating but you can run any emulation on it you want and it's got wi-fi it's got bluetooth it's got a hdmi out on it so you can connect it up to a tv and have so it. is it powerful enough to run dolphin then because it'd be worth having just for that if it is from what you i've know, seen turn I it only, into a handheld gamecube it only arrived yesterday so i'm still not up to grips with it fully but it does all the 16-bit 8-bit stuff um and it can play some N64 stuff if it's tweaked properly, some Dreamcast stuff if it's tweaked properly. It all depends on the emulator. It's not yeah. a powerhouse of a device. Um, it's quite short on specs, but I think with a few tweaks, it can play some PlayStation 1 games. I'm not sure you get to GameCube levels, right. but I didn't buy it for that. I thought it'd be really handy for this podcast. Yeah, um, it probably is, isn't it? Because you can just whack all the SNES games on it. So there's 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 more to come on that one, hopefully, next time. Um once I get to grips with it and figure it out, because there's a little bit of tweaking to do. And I've been watching... I haven't watched any films, but we started watching a series, Kelly and I, um, called Undoing. Undoing? With Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Oh, is it just them two pressing control and Z? Absolutely average. I've seen lots of reviews that say it's average, yet when the adverts and trailers come on TV, it's like... BBC, engrossing, five stars, da, 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 all these plaudits, yet I've not seen that in reality. Hugh Grant's bomb, it's brilliant. <laughs> well, there's only, Tom Cruise, seen... don't watch it, I yeah. hate that ginger Bag cow. shit, yeah. <laughs> well, I've only seen three episodes of it because they haven't aired them all yet, so I want to know where they're getting all the reviews from, bloody hell. How can you tell uh, me how good it is? I thought it? it did look like it would be quite good, and the only reason I'm not downloaded it is because there were only a couple of episodes so I thought I'll wait I'll watch it when I'm on holiday next time or something on the advert is it just me but anything that has a helicopter in it is is immediately brilliant so it shows a helicopter floating outside a house it immediately reminds me of uh, Lethal Weapon 2 I think that's got a helicopter in it Any anything that has a helicopter flying near a house on the coast like Iron Man 3 <laughs> is, that, is that like the seal of approval yeah it's like, like seriously. Can we seriously, go see this film? Got, has he got an helicopter flying by a coast <laughs> in it? No, not interested. <laughs> when I saw the advert, I just thought, oh, it, look, it looks a, mu- a moody New York drama with yeah. posh Hugh Grant. Not interested. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, other than that, not a great deal. I haven't, um, as, as I said before, I haven't dived into any AAA stuff. Anyway. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Euphoria, the saga. Developed and produced by Sunsoft, Euphoria the Saga was originally released in Japan on the 20th of September 1991, but made its way to us in Europe on November the 19th, 1992. It is right the first... at the back end, isn't it, then? It, it is. We're, we're getting there, yeah. It's the first game in the wider Hibariki series. Hibariki? Hibariki? H-E-B-E-R-E-K-E. Pronounce it how you like. I'm going to say Hibariki, and someone will write in and tell me I'm wrong. It's the first game in a wider Hibariki series, which is the name of a Japanese version's title character, which is colloquial, colloquial and roughly translates to drunk or untrustworthy. 
So is that the little blue guy? It's a little blue... Uh, well, it's a little penguin with a blue hat. Is that what he is? Because he's got a really cool name in this one. What's he called? It's called Bob the... Louie. But I'll come Bob Louie, that. that's him. Bob I'll Louie. Come, I'll come well, on that to that. That doesn't mean I'm trustworthy. Okay, cool. I'll explain it to you. Right. So this is the first en- this first entry in the series is a Metroidvania style action platformer. Every different game <laughs> in the series, every game in the series beyond this one was a different. It would be a puzzle game or a Kirby type of game or a Smash Brothers type of game. Okay. But what is a Metroidvania? Hopefully everyone who's listened to this knows what a Metroidvania is. But if you don't, Matt does. Matt loves I do. Them. I do love my thing. Uh, if you don't know what they are, side-scrolling tend to be action platformers. Collect items and power-ups. Those power-ups allow you to reach further locations that you couldn't reach beforehand. Fighting bosses, mini-bosses, what have you. So throughout the game, the player locates the main character's three friends. So you start off playing a character called Bop Louie and his friends have gone missing. You have to find them. They all have their unique skills. When you switch between the uh, characters at any time, you can use their skills to overcome different puzzles, enemies and obstacles, etc. So, as I said, it, it wasn't called Hibariki in this, it was called Bop Louie. That's because this was a part of a Japanese game, and they changed things slightly. So, the, there was some story to it. It's got a better ring to it than drunk and untrustworthy. <laughs> it, it always baffles me. What... You should call it Pisshead. I, I... Yeah. <laughs> I know pisshead and the twats. <laughs> Is that there your new band? Cult... <laughs> I know there's cultural differences between ourselves and yeah. the, and Japan, but don't you think that that that's fallen away slightly now, hasn't it? Oh, it's not much. Yeah. In terms of like, we don't. Well, trust the world's it. a smaller place now, isn't it? So yeah, but just like the the developers, just oh, I'm not sure we can sell this because it it refers to something in a different country, and they have to reskin it, and we you don't see Ooh. any of that anymore. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest, I'm gonna put it out there that this is the Americans. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> but thinking of the time, there'll be you still the people suits. who, there'll be still people who will uh, be shouting Pearl Harbor whenever they <laughs> see anything Japanese. Um, so, I think maybe changing it for that audience would have been a smart move by the Japanese. I think the Americans want everything dummy down. I, I recently got. Riley, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. So there's a, a, a letter from Douglas Adams to his publisher on about the changes that they've made for the American market, where he's just like, are they really that thick? They don't know what a digital watch is, and you have to replace it with cellular phone. Are they the really is, that thick that they, that, that they need it changing from Marks and Spencers to Bloomingdale's? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's a list of it. They're not thick. Exactly, it, it that, seems... that was his point. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's the... the uh, the people who are making these decisions that think they're thick. Yeah, that want to dumb down and package yeah, something yeah. to easily digestible things. And that that's yeah. fine sometimes, but it doesn't make it a better thing. No, it only no. diminishes it. Because the country's so big, the, the, the at times tend to be quite introspective, don't they? So they've got such a big country and such a variation of cultures in that country, they probably... It, it, why not make it more centric to them? It's easy to package. <clears throat> yeah, So exactly. uh, Well, so go on then. So, yeah, as I said, this was a Japanese part. And the Japanese story line that came along with the game goes thus. Long ago, peace was in their world. Now to this day, there's such a big war. The battle is involving around the world because the space-time is so twisted the world started to collapse. Is this, is this auto-translated by Google by any chance? <laughs> no. Oh, no, right. It's just what I found. 
Okay. All the heroes are due to go and fight. They fell to the cleft of time and space. To all who are <laughs> in grief. The cleft. <laughs> to, to all who are in grief, he eventually cares. Now he decided to begin the adventure from their original home to their world. Cleft Somewhere warrior. in this world, the hero, known as Hibiriki, must find his three other colleagues, Ochan, Sukazemon, and Jennifer, are hiding. <laughs> So to survive in this weird world, you must find your friends, determine the skills of your team, and all three must venture into this magical world to fight against an alien mastermind named Unyo. That is remarkably different from the English storyline. Yeah, yeah. So we over here in the English-speaking world got... Join Bop Louie as he searches for his three friends, Shades, Freon Leon and Gil, to help him complete his mad scramble. It won't be easy. Brain-boggling mazes, traps and bizarre pitfalls stand in your way back to euphoria. You'll rely on your friends to survive in this strange, changing world. But beware, you better have the right powers for the strange worlds you'll encounter, or you lose. As you make your trek through magical, magical, <laughs> mystical forests, <laughs> deserts, and oceans, <laughs> you'll need to seek out and destroy monstrous creatures every step of the way. Will you have the right powers at the right time? Don't let the mind-zapping colours and stupefying sound effects throw you off. Remember, it's only a game. I'm pretty sure that is an advert. That's not the storyline, is it? Yeah, that's, that's a good girl. I like it. I like it. I'm sure that's not the storyline I saw. It was more along the friends of this. My, his, his, friends, his friends had fallen into a crater and yeah, they had to go and find them. Yeah, there's been a crater. His friends have fallen in and he's got to find them. And then when he finds them, they're like hypnotised out there. Yeah. And he goes, listen, it's me, your mate. And then they go, yeah, but no, I'm going to kick your head in. He quite <laughs> aggressively actually says when, he, when he's defeated them. Do you remember me now? Yeah, remember me now, dickhead. <laughs> Your name's Dave. You can walk on water. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. So <laughs> so as you go around the, the world, you do encounter your friends. They've been hypnotised somehow, beat the living shit out of them, and then they become your mates again. That's how it works, and, right? And you get to use them then, don't you? Yes, yeah, so you can switch between them to get to all the different places in the Metroidvania-esque world that you cannot previously reach. So you've got Bop Louie. Is the is the main character or Hebe in Japan? Um, Boplu seems to be some sort of boy or a, a snowman with a hat. Um, in the Japanese series, as I've already mentioned, he was a penguin in a blue right. hat. I don't, don't know why like we change it. It makes no sense to change it. No. I don't understand it. But anyway, um, Boplu is quick. He's a good jumper, but he he can't walk on ice and he can't swim. And when you get his special power, his power up, he's got suction cups and he can climb walls thus being able to get to places you couldn't previously. Free on Leon is some kind of dragon lizard thing. Um, in the Japanese game, it's Ochan, which um, looks to me from the from the sprite like a person in a cat outfit rather than okay. a, a, just a, a cat. Yeah, but, uh, it's like, it's like, it looks like Mario in his little raccoon suit, doesn't it? His head's yeah. showing. Tanuki, but more yeah. cat. Mm. So, um, and Free on Leon is slow, it doesn't jump very well, but can swim and he can walk on ice, which is handy. And his special power is to freeze enemies and they turn them into little blocks that you can then walk on. Uh, you've got Shades, or Sukazemon, Sukazemon, Sukizemon. Uh, my Japanese is rubbish. Uh, he's a ghost, he can jump quite high and floats down very slowly, so it makes him easier to do some of the more platformy type 
areas. Uh, he can't swim or walk on ice, which he should be able to as a ghost. It's not like friction's an issue. His special power <laughs> is um, his eyes pop out and float around the screen and attacks it's enemies nice, like some though, sort of Hulk missile. When, yeah. when he uses that special move, he lifts his glasses up like some cool <laughs> motherfucker, and then his eyes just go, I'm fucking coming for you! And, and the rest of it around us are... <laughs> it reminds me of, like, you know, Beetlejuice, when he takes his eyes out and puts them on his fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I... It, it's odd because all these special powers, uh, Bob Louie does have another special power, doesn't he, where he can do like a headbutt. Yes, um, he can. But you've got to hold the button down and it charges this special power up and then you get like a little heart and then Shades fires his eyeballs out and it floats around and kills whatever's on the screen like a homing missile. Yeah. I termed it the look of love. Yeah, I like my, love, my love doesn't kill people. We're only three characters in, but Shades is the coolest of the lot. For a start, as he's wearing a baseball hat, although it's going forward, maybe at the time it should have been going backwards, 92, and he's got Shades on, and he walks with some swag, even though he's a ghost. He's got a bit of swag to him when he walks. A bit like um, the guy from Treasure Master last week, but he was more hands-down-and-forward kind of swag. He's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Uh, so your fourth character is Gil. No, no relation. Um... Uh, known as Jennifer in Japan some, for some mad reason. Uh, Gil is some kind of frog, anglerfish kind of hybrid that can walk quite slow on land, shit at jumping, so he's obviously not got that part of the frog anatomy, uh, but it can swim and walk on the um, floor underwater, walk on the seabed. Uh, his special power is that he can cough up bombs that can destroy walls. Yeah, he's like... Yeah. yeah. Kind of voms an explosive egg. Um, so that's your four characters, and along the way, you use their special powers to get you places, pick up compasses, uh, medicines, heart containers, all that kind of jazz. You need to pick up, you need to rescue your friends, collect three keys which are dotted around the map, open a door where you can go inside and kill the last boss, and that is the end. That is pretty much it. Um, that is it. Yeah. Before we get on to what we thought about it, let's have a look at what was going on at the time of its release in the UK in films, music, and, of course, games back on the 19th of November, 1992, in what we like to call... Cultural Interlude! Cultural Interlude, yeah! <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! So yeah, man! One... Cultural Interlude, man! Yeah! Yeah, so the number one <laughs> single coming in at the hot top of the poppermost, toppermost, pop top, top, pop tart, pop tart hearts was uh, Boys to Men with End of the Road. I wish they had. Yeah, they still carried on after that. I, I, what should have happened is they got to end of that road and someone ran him over. That would have been a nice fitting ending for him. Maybe in typical nineties style, all, the, all <laughs> that would have been left was some bad fringes. Has anyone else written songs about T junctions? <laughs> That's usually uh... what's at the end of a road. Do, 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 do. It all looks in deep thought. I'm just trying to think of T junction songs or jokes. I can't see the cogs going around. <laughs> of songs with roads on it, "Highway Star" by uh, Golden Earring, "Electric Avenue." Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that one by Road Stock Aiken and Waterman? That, that one, that was a, that one that they released a thousand times in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. 
with different soap stars. Yeah. At number two in the charts was Charles and Eddie with What I like to you, baby. What I like to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... That's funny, I'm, that, because they do remind me of, like, when you've got two people going on X Factor, and there's one of them singing, and then other one just in kind of going, oh, yeah! It's like, <laughs> all right, um, you're all right, but we're going to need to let you mate down. Do you remember them two lads from, I think I think they were from Halifax or Huddersfield or somewhere, um, two white lads These who were rapping, terrible. Yeah, they were, they were awful. Yeah, it, the, I think they did. They did "Mysterious Girl," I think something like that. Um, I think one of them were just going, "Yeah, man." It yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. was this? This was this was about shades from this game, wasn't it? Look into my eyes, can't you see they're open wide? <laughs> I, I will maim you with my look of love. Okay. I I it, 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 this song was massive. I think one of them's dead now. Oh, good. But at number eight, uh, such was the popularity of Nintendo and gaming in general now, it's really becoming a, a, a cultural mainstay. It's coming out of the fringes. At number eight was Ambassadors of Funk featuring MC Mario with Super Mario Land. Oh dear. I do not know what that is, <laughs> thankfully. It was. <laughs> Which is the Super Mario Land song, but done with a hip-hop dance beat and some rapping on it. You don't remember it? I do remember no, it. No, because around this, because around this time you also had uh, Tetris. The Tetris theme tune got to number one or something. Certainly high up in the charts. So this was a thing. It was a thing. I, I'm not I, saying I'm it's glad good. it's over. Yeah, it wasn't a good thing. No. It's what's known as a bad thing. <laughs> it, is, it is very, very... It reminds me of Turtle Power. Um, yes. That kind of thing. And also, looking at the video, it reminded me of something that I sent you guys over in WhatsApp. I'd never even twigged. It's just happened completely without notice, but they've swapped around the colour. Nintendo have swapped the colour of Mario's dungarees and his shirt that he's wearing. He used to, to wear red dungarees and a blue T-shirt. Now he wears a red T-shirt with blue dungarees. Never never spotted that switch. I don't know when it happened. He'll, he'll have been on a particularly bad job where he had to climb through some dirty pipes. Yeah. I've got shit on my overalls. Don't matter. It's never going to come ones. out. I'm going to have to buy some new ones. <laughs> Albums? Yes. Straight, straight in at number one was Bon Jovi with Keep the Faith. Oh, we gotta keep the faith. Which, you think about it, I bought this album because at the time I was into be rock music and you'd had New Jersey and, um, you know, would lay your hands on me and all that nonsense. But this was kind of a comeback. If you think this is 1992, so in between, in between them doing New Jersey and this, you'd had grunge, all hair metal had died. So I think, at this point, if I remember rightly, they weren't particularly cool. I don't know if they ever were cool. But they were certainly derided, that style of music. So I think they did well here to, to come to bring this back. He had all his brand new haircut. He had a haircut that looked like yeah, a supermodel. There, there was a window of opportunity for them, though, wasn't there? Because this is also when the Aerosmith kind of started filtering back in. Def Leppard made a little comeback at this yeah. point. So there was a kind of resurgence of shite. So they fit. Resurgent of that of that traditional rock Shit. music. 
yeah, they did fit quite nicely. Into but it's that, got his, yeah. to keep the faith. It's got quite a Manchester shuffle. It's nearly. It sounds like Stone Roses. It's the drumming on it sounds like Stone Roses. The drumming. The drumming. Obviously, it doesn't sound like Stone Roses. Oh God! There's no way that the any one drumming for Bon Jovi has got that little jazz nuance that fucking Stone Roses have got. It might sound like it to you, non-musician. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It doesn't sound like Bon Jovi, I think is what I'm trying to say. At number two at number two is Simple Minds with Glittering Prize eighty one ninety two, which is another greatest hits collection. Seems the chat's always full of these. So they do didn't you have to... any hits. I like Simple Minds, but right, I mean, that... fucking didn't have any hits. So what, go on, then. A, a breakfast club one in Alive and Kicking. Right, so that's two of them that I've got down here. What's Breakfast yeah. Club one then? Don't you right, forget so that's, yeah. so that's two of them. What's the? There are there are two more that I've oh, pulled from here. They, yeah. they must be really popular because they are proper springing to Short album. There's Waterfront. <laughs> okay, Move on down to the waterfront. Don't know it. You do. And I don't. <laughs> You do, I'm telling you, I'll put it in your mind. <laughs> okay, all right. And there's promised you a miracle. Do, 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 do. That doesn't ring a bell either. Well, they're not greatest hits for you, <laughs> no, then. that's it. It should have been, instead of greatest hits LP, it should have been greatest hits single, <laughs> double A side. <laughs> greatest <laughs> hits. <laughs> sneaking, sneaking outside the top ten at this on this week was the shaman with Boss Drum. Here we go again. With, <laughs> yes, which is what it does, isn't it? Now, this album is fantastic, but it, it everyone really is good. seems to think of The Shaman, unfortunately, for Ebenezer Good, mm, which bet. it were taken away and it were remixed by um, ooh, Beatmasters, possibly. I might have had that wrong. but And then it became a massive hit, didn't it? Yeah. But I prefer Love, I Sex, love... Intelligence. Well, that is a good song, but I think, I can move, 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 and that was on the album the before. How uh, was it? Yeah, yeah Love Sex Intelligence. Ooh, coming on like a seven cents. That is a wonderful track. But so, yeah, but so. when they were on top of the pops, they were asked to tone it down a little bit. Mm. So you know, got any, got any salmon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a reference to uh, salmon trout snout tobacco. Yeah. But. <laughs> He replaced it with, has anyone got any underlay? And they were later asked, it's like, what are you talking about? Has anyone got any underlay? So it's not a drug reference, it's a rug reference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite clever of him. Hope yeah, to see like there. Yeah. Okay, so films. Films. Uh, number one, the number one movie in the UK uh, box office chart to Rooney was The Crying Game. I know all there is to know. I oh, can't watch that. Without thinking about his Ventura. Absolutely. Without thinking about his Ventura. <laughs> shower. Shower in his tongue. Plunger <laughs> on his face. <laughs> yeah. I've, never, I've never seen this, which you'd be surprised to know. But I'm it's aware, well, only from his Ventura, I've garnered the fact that the crying game is about someone who presumably falls in love with a woman who is a man. Um, it's, a, it's, it's more nuanced than that. Essentially, that it's an excellent happen. film. It's very, yeah. very good. It's certainly well, worth watching. What's not good know. is that number two was Peter's Friends, directed by Kenneth Branagh. I can't say I know what this it is. It stars Hugh Laurie, 
Kenneth Branagh, Stephen Fry, lots of... It's basically... Sounds like it's uh, full of lovies. Yeah, an ensemble <laughs> piece full of lovies that everyone apart from the Brits likes. So it's, oh, yeah. it's exactly what is sold a, abroad right. that Americans think we're all a bit like, I think. Oh, you know, God. It basically yeah. any... I mean, it's my personal preference, but any film that that is <coughs> Notting Hill, Four Weddings, all that stuff, all those lovies, it just, it's not, that's not Britain. It's no. good though, it's Four Weddings. It's bad, it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's just, it's just that, uh, that kind it, of film just, it's just turns there, me off. isn't it? It's just, it's just not what Britain. Britain it's is. what America what America thinks Britain is. I saw someone it's on Twitter say if, if, no, if no one's around, do, do Brits keep up that accent? <laughs> exactly. You should watch This Is England if you want to know what living in Britain is like. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. And at number three is Sneakers, uh, which is the ensemble uh, like hacking film with uh, Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Ben Kingsley, River Phoenix. I've never heard of this. Sidney Poitier, David Straffen. It's uh, it's like a comedic heist movie. It's almost like Ocean's Eleven before Ocean's Eleven. Have you never seen this? It's very, very... I, it's I, I've never even heard entertain, of it. Very entertaining. Get it watched. I intend to. I intend to. I've, I've honestly never... Don't, don't even know this film exists. I don't know how it's passed me by. Well, no spoilers then. You, yeah. You got that, your job, your mission, should you choose to accept it, on this uh, drizzly Saturday afternoon is to bed in, watch sneakers with a bottle of vodka. Did that one sounds, sneak past you, Mark? To me. It, it did. That's how sneaky it was. It lived up to its name. Did that catch you off guard, Sol? It did, yeah. I didn't expect that. How, how shit it was. And it's not about... It's not. It, it's an American film, but it's not about trainers. Yo, what? I got some new fresh sneakers, yo! It's they're not called, that. They're not, called, they're not called sneakers or trainers anymore. They're called creps, apparently. Anyway, I've got a link for you. What You're talking was, crap. What, what was mm. sneaking its way into the game charts? Oh, oh, I see what you did there. So on the 14th of November, CMVG issue 132 was on the shelves in Woolworths. Oh, Woolworths. Did you buy it? I'll just go in and read it. I probably went in and read it and got thrown out. That's why they've gone bust, people like you. You only <laughs> think about back. yourself, don't you? Allegedly. Yeah, they're coming back. What we need to do is arrange a day where 20 of us just go in and just read stuff. Read stuff, eat the pick and mix, and walk the fuck out. <laughs> Cheers, Woolworths. Now you remember after why you went bust. After our Woolworths chat last week, I ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole and I found on Redbubble or somewhere like that the Someone is selling a Woolworths t-shirt. <laughs> I think I'm going to treat myself to a Woolworths t-shirt. You can get, you can get the, the traditional Woolworths um, where it just says Woolworths. Or you can get, you know, that snazzy little looping W uh, that, that they used to have. I'm nice, get, do I'm it. I'm going to get a, a red t-shirt with a white W on it. Why anyway... According to CMVG, they had the first review of Sonic 2 on the Mega Driver Master System. Ooh. I seem to remember ev a lot of people claiming that it was the first review and they had exclusivity on it, but, well, we'll, we'll believe them. The Mega Drive scored Who 94. <laughs> yeah, but it was you big got it first? Yeah, because the magazines, the magazines were Mag big then. Say, magazines then come out every Thursday. Whoever got it first, they all came out and say, fucking... Well, the Mega Drive, the Mega Drive scored 94 and the Master System called 93. It is good, Sonic 2, isn't it? 
It's better good. than the first one. Yeah, three, two, one in my in my estimation goes from best to worst. I look not, not, not the ones bin. worst, not the ones bad. But yeah. Okay. Well, also in there was uh, Simpsons Bart's Nightmare on the SNES. Fucking brilliant <laughs> game, this. Is this the same one that, was, that came out on the Amiga? Because I remember there were a Simpsons game on there I really liked, but I can't. I don't know. It was at this I'm time. Simpsons Simpsons Mania. In like ninety one, ninety two, that those that those first yeah. two or three series of Simpsons, they were everywhere. You had Simpsons Sing the Blues album. Yeah, you had games on the Game Boy, Bart's Nightmare. I've, I've just uh, checked it. Was Simpsons Bart's Arcade? The Space Mutant I was going to say, was it Space yeah. Mutants? That was on everything. But this was far better. Was Bart's Nightmare? Was Camp, it? Camp yeah. Krusty was another one. They were just absolutely everywhere. Now they scored it ninety percent here. Bart's Nightmare. Whilst I own it, it's in the loft. I don't the US think one, it was. It? Yeah, I got it on import. I don't think it was again sucked in. I don't. I think I might, maybe I was influenced by these scars, but I don't think it's a ninety game. I do. I'm looking at some screenshots right, okay. and stuff. I really now. do. It certainly looks the part. The number of uh, the uh, sheer amount of hours I threw into that game. I used to borrow your Super Nintendo when we went away in caravan as a kid, and I used to sit in the awning with the television on on my own, playing this for hours and hours and hours on end, and it was rock hard. I remember it being really difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, you you chase. Essentially, he falls asleep doing his homework, and then he gets sucked into a dream, and you've got to escape from the dream and. The more levels you complete, the better score he gets in his homework that he's not done while he's been asleep somehow. I never quite understood that. But the itchy and scratchy level is ridiculously hard. You're getting chased around the house by itchy and scratchy and they've got giant hammers and they're trying to smash you overhead. And it's <laughs> it's so difficult. But the, it, there's all little nods towards different films and stuff like Godzilla. Um, and yeah, King Kong, isn't there? Homer's, Homer's <clears throat> King Kong up, up a... Yeah, you've got to climb up. You're, you're, Bart's a little Godzilla, isn't he? Climbing up the side of that, and, and Homer's smashing it up. It's a bit rampagey, King Kongy. Yeah, and there's yeah. Um, what's the Indiana Jones where you're jumping from um, pedestal to pedestal, and you've got to jump on the ones that don't collapse. Really fantastic game. I might dig it out then. You're selling it back to me. Mm. I've often, I see it when I go in the loft and just go, oh, there's that Simpsons game. It's brilliant. Smash TV yeah. on the Master System gets a it's- kick in. Really? Scoring only 38. Wow, really? the Mega Drive. Ah, that's on the Master System. Yes, oh, right, but yeah. the Mega Drive version gets a big thumbs up with 83. Right. Yeah, so that's... I just think they just swapped the numbers about there. I remember Smash TV from the SNES time, and I loved that. I played yeah, in the arcade, and I remember, at least in my, mind, the, the, yeah, in my mind, the SNES version is no different from the arcade, but I'm sure it is miles off. <laughs> I haven't played it. Do, was he ever... Oh, wow. a, because it's from Midway, who also made Robotron. Do we think it was an official... Um, well, certainly of that lineage. I wonder if it was a, an official sequel to Robotron. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. But over in the arcade, which brings us on nicely, well, you don't, Mortal you Kombat. Don't, I would say you don't rescue people in Smash TV, do you? You collect, like, um, <laughs> prizes if and stuff. Any, yeah, if anything, you just massacre people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've got in the arcade section Mortal Kombat scoring only 72 and this they said that it's a bold attempt to steal Street Fighter's crown but better luck next time that's fair Which I'd say it's fair because I think it was trading on uh, gore and shock and, and whilst the, being 
a, a mediocre fighter, I think. It's certainly not as technical as Street Fighter 2. No, and what, what's, the, uh, what's the name of that? Yeah, what's the name of that? Things have changed now, granted. Mm. It's certainly changed now, but then I remember picking up uh, the the shop near us over the road over the road from where we used to live, which was the, was the garage. They sometimes got copies of Ele- Electronic Gaming Monthly, the American magazine, and it happened to have that in and all the moves list when this landed in the arcade in uh, Wakey. So I went along with the magazine, and you could do all the special moves and do all the end <laughs> and all the finishes, finishes and like, all the yeah, fatalities. yeah, all the fatalities. So it, that that. You didn't have that with Street Fighter Two. So. What's the digi- What's the term for that digitized kind of um, animation where they record real people? Uh, rotoscoping. Re- rotoscoping. But um, was it Was it that? Because this was technically actually then the images of them. It was actually well, it was digitized yeah. people. Um, wasn't it? It, yeah. it traded on that a little bit as well, didn't it? Because it looked real, and all the blood made it seem even more real. I remember, yeah. even as a kid, all the uproar about blood being everywhere and how violent it is. Now, if you look at the most modern Mortal Kombat's, they're <laughs> disgustingly violent yeah, compared is, to this. It? Yeah, it's brilliant. It, uh, it, it was using... I mean, you'd seen it before, hadn't you, in Pit Fighter? Or yeah. Shit Fighter? That is rubbish. That's that, not it, a good that, game, though, is it? It's not good at all. Neither was the Street Fighter movie game, which no, used the same... That was poor as well, yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that. That was crap and all. But yeah. Mortal Kombat, the, the, what I don't like about this um, particular uh, arm of, of gaming, if you like, of, of, of beat em up games, is there's a big focus on juggling. You get you, you know, you punch someone in there and you, you can keep hitting them and juggle them. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. It just doesn't. No, it feels like unfair. Being one trick pony, don't, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did, I never liked that. Mm. It's like if so, if someone's one trick pony and me in a fighting game, they better expect a fucking punch in head in real life. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> That's your games. That, in fact, is your cultural interlude. Not Over quite. And done with. Not quite. <clears throat> okay. Oh, 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 go on. Why? What have you got? News desk. November 3rd, Democratic Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton defeats Republican President George H.W. Bush and Independent Ross Perot in the 1992 presidential election. So again, time back, into, news, time back into modern times. We've got uh, a new president in America, our president-elect of uh, George uh, Bill Clinton. <clears throat> there you go. November the 11th, the Church of England votes to allow women to become priests. 1992. Is that not a priestess? I don't know. No, they have to have a full gender I mean, realignment e- surgery. Even church needed the chalices cleaning. <laughs> These churches, Ooh. hundreds of years old, they're so dusty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we can't let them in. We can't let them in. But look at the Someone's got to fucking clean it. <laughs> But how forward thinking of, of the of the church to be five hundred, well, a thousand years into whatever it wants to be, and then we'll go, yeah, all right, women can do it as well. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> a report by the World Meteorological Organization reports an unprecedented level of ozone depletion in both the Arctic and Antarctic. So even in nineteen ninety two, all that were kicking off. Yeah, yeah, no ozone. Who were putting the right guard on in Antarctic? <laughs> Maybe because it floats to top, I don't know, something like that. But no CFCs. I remember you see that on cans of stuff all the time. No CFCs. Thanks the question. I mean, this is this is why you've got to question the news, isn't it? So 
that layer is what protects us from the sun's rays, but it's gone at the Antarctic and the Arctic. That's why it's melting. It's still covered in ice. Well, it's not gone enough, clearly, but it's still melting a bit. Well, they let it melt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll lose half of Wales. Hey, let it melt! (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool will be underwater. Oh, I like them ones. Okay, it can stay. And uh, in sports news, Nigel Mansell in a Williams crashes during the season-ending Australian Grand Prix in Adelaide but wins his first Formula 1 Drivers' Championship by 52 points. I used to love Nigel Mansell as a kid. I was like, brilliant British Formula 1 driver. 1992, I'd have been seven. Mm. Yeah? So I I was big into Formula 1 at that time. Well, I still am now, but yeah. He had a a wonderful moustache. He, he did. He, he did. He left Formula One and went over to IndyCar, and he's still, unless I'm wrong, the only person to hold the F1 title and the IndyCar title at the same time, because yeah, he won he the IndyCar. So there you go. He were, he were all over it. He was good, wasn't he, for that moustache? Maybe that's what gave him all his power. What did you think of Euphoria? I liked it. I really liked it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this game from from the moment I started playing it. It's the, fun. The sprites are great. The graphics overall are good. The good array of monsters, albeit not particularly difficult to to fight. The difficulty is not not too. Um, the, the the difficulty curves not too harsh. You say the, the monsters are easy to fight once you know that you can jump on the heads. Yes, that's one I didn't... I spent the first half hour playing it, didn't realise that if you push down, then you can actually do a butt jump on them. I, I Why? Just I just... I, that is the only thing about this game that's bad, is you go to jump on something and you have to press down to actually hit it. There is no occasion on this game where you jump above something and don't press down, so why not just... Dab yeah, it? it is odd. Uh, yeah, Daniel ridiculous. watched me streaming it and he said, no, you can't, you push down. Ah, oh, Jesus! Yeah, of course. Uh, it, the the way that the game unravels, it, it unfolds rather, is really really good. Uh, but it, it doesn't give you everything too quick. Only downside I found with it was the map is poor. So it's so map, funny as well, isn't it? You get the map, and then he shows you the map, but you don't know where you are. I suppose there's a, a logic to this in that, like, if I landed in England and someone went, "Oh, don't worry, there's a map of England." It'd be no fucking use to you whatsoever until you knew where you were. So you get the map, but then it was another 10, 15 minutes before you find the compass, which actually says, oh, and this is where you are. I think <laughs> I yeah. think maybe maybe I got the compass before the map. Maybe. Oh, I got the compass after. Um, so I, got, I, got, I got the compass after, which oh, certainly helps. Or either yeah, I got them very yeah. close together uh, in yeah. time, because I, I remember... Uh, Sol complained about the map and thinking, what's the problem? It's not that bad. I can see where things are located on the map. I see where I am. I know how many screens it, I've got to go. What's the issue? It's more it than it's just, it's just little squares, which are supposed yeah. to signify the screen you're on. But not yeah. every screen, it's not a flick screen game. So no, it, that's it. You, so it's not a precise um, measurement, is it? Cause no, so you can't really... 
you're constantly flipping back to the map to go, am I there? Am I mm. there? And then you're looking actually to see where you've progressed on the map rather than, uh, yeah. but that, 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 I mean, that, that's, that's been, that's the same as it works for Metroid and Super Metroid that not, not, not every screen on Metroid was static. It didn't flip every time. Some of them scrolled mm. with you and then you'd go through a door to signify that you were in a different I mean, room. It, it shows you though, that the one thing that map shows you, cause it's broken down into those little chunks is how sizable this is for an older game. Yeah. It's not yeah. small. It's a big game. Know, so. yeah. that, I mean, that, that it seems churlish to complain about the map, but it's one of my bugbears. If a game hasn't needs a map and hasn't got one, or it's got one and it's shit, <laughs> then I get, I I get quite cross about it. I don't think it's that shit. Once you get your head around it, it kind of, there, is a lo- there is a logic to it. It's not too bad. But like you say, though, you do have to keep switching back to it a lot. But this game, generally, you're in and out of, the fucking menu every two seconds anyway aren't you yeah. so it's yeah. what it is select uh, took a hammer in I can, be, I can be in and out of the menu three times in one jump yes yeah as you swap between characters to, <laughs> yeah, to that's it, cause, cling cause onto a wall it's a victim of and it's not the game's fault but it's a victim of that controller just not having enough buttons because yeah. you know I did, it if, it had done... shoulder, if it had shoulder buttons so you could just flick through the characters Absolutely. it would have potentially been a different kettle of fish wouldn't it yeah, that that yeah. that's that's what it's missing, and then you forget. I I, I went the same way. It's like, why am I having to go? What? Oh, I've only got A and B. Yeah, uh, and then I were kind of thinking, well, would it or not, from a design standpoint, made more sense rather than having four characters that you have to flick through just to give you a power up that's permanently on? But then you would have still had to go in to switch between the special bombs yeah. or whatever, wouldn't you? Because I think the variety different. helps it. I think having all those different characters and different skill sets certainly makes it more interesting it mixes it up a bit yeah it's a, it's a really 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 fine example of an early metroid game there's no the two ways about it this is this is not as most of the games that we've reviewed have been a shit or an average game this is definitely a good game isn't it yeah, yeah. Well, like <clears throat> daniel and myself both managed to complete it and the only downside again coming back to the map is when you've the three it's a three keys in total I think there isn't before yeah, you can go through yeah. the final door yeah I could not think for the life in me because the the map doesn't show you where you've been so finding because you're going door. back to find where that third key it's like where haven't uh, I been it'd be nice if it had coloured in areas yeah, you know so like like when you're playing something like completed, completed. Yeah, something like color. Ori yeah yes but when you're playing something like Ori the the, the map's um, ghosted out. You can, yeah, it's ghosted out, isn't it? You, you, you could see that you've not been there. So it could, maybe could have done with something like that because mm. even our Daniel, who had finished it before me, as I was streaming it, it's like, I honestly can't remember where that last key is. <laughs> I was just walking around the back going, where have I not been? Mm. And then uh, we remembered. I can't but, remember now. I've forgotten again. Down in the bottom right. Well, but not that, but I mean, how you get to it? It's, uh, it's, I thoroughly, right. thoroughly, <laughs> enjoyed this and I said on the stream it's I said on it's the, stream. the best game that we've covered so far and I, you can I'm... have you can have my score now it's getting it's getting uh I think 8.5 I don't I can't, I can't give it nine I don't think and eight just doesn't seem right so it's getting an 8.5 with the marks down for the map because <laughs> that's me I'm going to have a quick look before I score this on pixelhuntpodcast.com uh, just to see what I've scored other things because you're right. Um, it probably is 
the best game we've played. Probably this and Nuts and Milk. Hmm. I think are probably the best two. Nuts, so it's just... Nuts and Milk was a very good example of that kind of arcadey, yeah. um, single screen puzzle type action game. And this, I think, is a is a very good example of this genre of game as well, the Metroidvania type. Yeah. Now I gave Nuts and Milk a nine. Um, so. I think I'm going to have to stick to nine with this as well. I, th- I think I probably found this more fun than Nuts and Milk, but also there were just a couple of little annoyances more than Nuts and Milk, like the jumping. I, d- I wasn't too bothered about the map. That jump attack though just pissed me off. <laughs> it was just like, why? Why? Why yeah, did I never thought. I, d- I didn't. Now you've pointed that out. Yeah, why? I mean, I never why? thought about it. Once I'd, had, once I'd had it explained to me, I just thought, oh, well, that's, that's, that's it then. Yeah. But yeah. It does seem an odd thing to have to introduce a, a further button push to do something that should just naturally occur. Yeah, it it, it is then... weird because you're not, you're not, it doesn't, if you don't press down, it's not like you're doing something else. You just land. Yeah. And then the only other fact thing that I found very frustrating was um, when you got hit and he gets stunned and he's, he's invulnerable for a period of time, that's fine unless you're in a boss fight because the boss fights almost require a certain rhythm in order to beat the boss fight. Yeah. And it, unless you were acing the fight, if you made a mistake, it totally threw you off. Mm. So like when you made a mistake, you suffered big time because it takes so long to recover, you're out of sync with, with kind of the rhythm of that fight. Um, so those were the only two things I think that were the game's fault. Like I say, the, the other faults that it had were just the limitations of the system and the controller itself the fact that you know a quite an ambitious game in lots of different items and lots of different power-ups and lots of different um things going on and having to navigate in and out of the menu every two minutes to uh to deal with that you were constantly in and out of that menu but i can't really mark it down for that because there weren't enough buttons on the control yeah. pad to do anything other than that it's not like it it's not like you're sat here going well why didn't you just do this instead, obviously? Because there was yeah, really was no other way around it. There's no other way of doing it. Yeah, yeah you know, so it, I, I think I like that it were ambitious. I like the music. I like the sprites. There's only one little bit of music that I could not fucking stand. Um, and it happened at that point when you were the frog and you were bombing to go down for ages and ages. Remember that point was that door yeah. at the bottom and you keep having to bomb. There's only one bit of music that's shit and it's really repetitive and it's on that bit. And all you're doing for five minutes is just dropping a bomb, dropping a bomb, dropping a bomb, dropping a bomb. The by the end of that, I really, really nearly fell out with the whole thing. But, um, <laughs> I don't but, recall uh, that. I, I it, didn't, it didn't grate with me. I don't think it never jumped oh, out. Right, right. But yeah, it's, it's just, there were a baseline in it. I don't know. Uh, I was playing it in the living room and it's a, a bassy sound system anyway and it's just a monotonous like uh, it's actually going at the end of it I was going bomb 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 as I was bombing <laughs> just bomb bomb shut up <laughs> so, um, but yeah but other than that I thought the music was really 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 good in it I really liked all the, all of the music and all of the little sound effects and everything and yeah, I liked that you could farm for health you know, so you're running a bit low and there's a bit where there's like a frog that, a pregnant frog that like spaffs out baby frogs in your face and you kill those little baby frogs and you can stay there all day long. You can stay on that screen for 20 minutes if you want. Stephen and Merchant then, Frog, I think, has still yeah, named it. Every now and yeah, then. Yeah, it did. It looked it, like Stephen Merchant. It did look a bit like Stephen Merchant. But yeah, so it'll either give you a little blob 
Which you can use as a weapon, these blobs as well. A lot, lots of things drop these blobs. And these are like little sentient, shocked-looking blobs. <laughs> you kill something and this little little shocked-looking being pops out of it. And you go, I know what I'll do. Pick that up and throw it at some twat. <laughs> so that's, that's one method of killing things. Uh, but then sometimes they drop little life things, don't they? Um, yeah. And you can just sit there. It maxes out at 49 or something. But you can, if, you, if you've got to a hard bit, you can just go, right, I'm just going to go back there and fill my lives up. And then when you get the, um, the extra ones later, really, it's very hard to die if you've maxed your lives out. You know, you, if you're willing to grind, which that's, I like that. That's one of the, that's, I think one of the only shortcomings for me was how how easy I found it at times. Um, once, I got, once I got all those heart containers um, and I filled them all up, I was like, right. Um, kind of flew through it, but go on, Matt. What we score? I, 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 like I say, I'll have to give it a nine because I, I, I can't score it any higher. I don't think than nuts and milk um, because I, although I enjoyed it more and I think it's a better game, that it had some shortcomings that nuts and milk didn't have. So I'm going to keep that nine. Okay. So well, I I pretty much like you've you've covered a lot of it, but <clears throat> one of the things that I, I don't think any of you mentioned was it's quite clearly a Japanese game. Everything's got a face. Everything looks cute. Um, the little mm. platforms that you can hover over the water on have got a face, and when you jump on them, they open their eyes and smile at you. And yeah. the platforms that look like they've got spit dribbling out of their mouths, and you you pull on that and climb up that, their face changes, and it's all a bit a bit of fun. There were a few odd things that in my research I noticed have been swapped over. Like the birds on this drop sixteen ton weights on your head. Yeah, I know what they've been eating. Well, on the, <laughs> on the, on the Japanese bombs, game, aren't they? Yeah, the, the bombs, sixteen ton bombs. And on the <clears> Japanese <throat> game, they shit on you. They drop shit. All right. Okay. So why change that? <laughs> Americans that Listen, um, conservative guys, um, that we can't have shit. We can't have <laughs> a bird dropping a shit on someone. I've got an idea though, Dave. We'll make him drop a sixteen ton fucking bomb. Uh, yeah, that sounds much more believable. <laughs> uh, without wanting to offend our American listeners, I think that sums America up. You can go buy you can go buy all the guns you want and shoot up whatever you want. But if you've got any swearing in in any of your albums, then it needs a sticker on the front, I, I, lest I we be yeah, offended. I thought it was that. Tw- I think it was that twat Pierce Morgan, but it was still quite funny. It was like some pro gun guy in America interviewing him, and he's like, "We should just ban them if they're dangerous." No, that's ridiculous. He went, "He banned Kinder Eggs." <laughs> 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 um, so you'll you ban Kinder Eggs for sale to children. Yeah. It's in the Constitution, though, isn't it? Right to bear arms. It's ridiculous. But uh, the, the, the but pixel work... You can have bear arms, just put a T-shirt on. <laughs> like everyone else. The pixel work was got great. bear arms now. You can bear arms, but if you arm bears, that's crazy. Yeah. That's Russia. <laughs> the pixel work's great. Um, I have seen worse-looking modern indie games that try to ape this look... Um, it's a, it's a really pretty looking game. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the fish. Like the fish was like some, someone in a fish suit. It was, it was great. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you got like, the fish's mouth is kind of open, and that's where the back of the person's head is. You see the person's face popping out. Like, it's like why are you not drowning? <laughs> and the, the, there was some cats underwater as well that were in like big bubble, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a, like a spaceman suit. I thought that was fun. And, and then there was that Grandpa Simpson motherfucker that coming through a like big yellow balloon start here that kept turning up. Everywhere. Yeah, they yeah, were all right. The artwork is fantastic and it's <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I really like the pace of the game. It didn't feel manic. It was quite a relaxed playthrough. Um, even though it was a Metroidvania game, Metroid at times is really tense and stuff coming at you from every angle. This wasn't. It was quite a nice. Um, no, there was no timer. There was yeah. no urgency, and the enemies 
very much stuck to their own patrolled little area. Yep. So, uh, you know, you, 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 you could stand and go, where am I going to go? You didn't have to be constantly alert, did you? You no, could no. just go, hang on, what am I doing now? That map, I didn't really have much. I didn't have an issue with the map. Maybe it's because I found the map and the compass together, um, and it highlights quite clearly where the rings are once you've got the um, power... What this, I can't remember what they termed them now, power ball or something. Yeah, that told you it where highlights the them on the map and tells yeah, you yeah. where... And you know where you are on the map because you're a little yeah. green dot, but maybe, uh, maybe it's because I've got the map and the compass together. Um, I think my only major gripe with it was that I found it a bit easy. Um Yes, I was using save states because I'm emulating this um, because I don't want to damage my physical copy that I've got. Mm. Um, so I made a backup of it. <clears throat> £150 that physical copy cost you, yeah? It did, yes. It was <laughs> was expensive to buy that, but you know I don't want to fall foul of any copyright laws. So um, I, I did find it a little easier. It was using save states, but only because I wanted to put it down and come back to it. It wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't saving it before I went in to fight a boss. Um, I think I died a handful of times, and I, I, I boxed it off in about four or five sittings. So if I'd paid full price for this, would I have been a bit upset? Mm, maybe. Does it, does it, is it, as much as I did enjoy it, would I see it value? Uh, maybe, yeah, I think so. Um, but it could have probably been a little the bit thing, tougher. The thing is, though... In those, back in 1992, you know, it was, lots of games were too hard. Yeah, You know, absolutely. they were too hard. This is doable. I think this is the only game, because I finished it as well. I think this is the only game that I have finished out of them all. It's Eliminator Boat Jewel and this. This is, the one, only of the few, two this is one of the few games that I wanted to come back and finish as well. Yeah. There's yeah. Not, not just the ability to finish it. It actually pulled me in. I wanted to keep playing it because I was enjoying it that much. Um but we are adults now and we have to fill little pockets of time with gaming. As a kid, mm. I would have sat and nailed this constantly until I'd finished it and I probably would have done and, it in a couple of days. And uh, then where's the replay value? Exactly. There isn't yeah, really yeah. any, is there? So, so yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe, but then I think back to Legend of Kage and then I'd have, it's better than that mm-hmm. in terms of replay value, isn't it? So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I really enjoyed it to sum up and I would probably give this a nine as well. Ooh, that puts it at number one on the charts um, with a, a total of 26. It puts it at our top, 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 top scoring game. 26.5. 26.5, sorry, yes, you gave it a half, didn't you? Yeah, yeah quite rightly. Mm. In my it eyes, is. I've enjoyed it. Jump me fun so fact. So what about your fun fact? Yeah, what's the, what's the fun fact, Daniel? Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Fun fact. Freon Leon, the uh, dragon lizard kind of character you've got there, Mm. his special ability is to freeze people, turn them into blocks, named after the gas Freon that used to be put in fridges and freezers. There you go. That's, oh. that's, that's where it comes from. Oh, I did wonder what I did. Uh, uh, trying to work out what kind of reference it was. Whether it's a musical reference, reference, reference. <laughs> whether it's a musical reference. <laughs> 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 oh, Just when you thought it couldn't be any more of a twat, it turns French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our French listeners. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they still use them. As I don't, they might have um, too many CFCs in them that cause ozone depletion, according to Wikipedia. But, CFC um, Music Factory. 
No, chlorofluorocarbons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what could we have been playing? What could we have been playing? Well, well. you. What do you think? There's that umpteen number of... <laughs> yeah, that's next week. <laughs> oh, no, week after. Um, we could have been playing Ultima Exodus, mm. Quest of the Avatar, Warriors of Destiny 345. So that's all the, the all the Ultima games were all ported to the NES. So that's Ultima three, four, and five basically. Yeah, Never really played an Ultima game. game. I don't Can't know what really comment on that. They're, yeah, they're RPGs, aren't they? Like, they're Dungeons and Dragons, aren't they? Basically, no, yeah, that's probably why I don't know what they are. So hey, do you remember Shadowgate and how much we all enjoyed that? <laughs> yeah. You could have been playing another from the Mac Venture series, Uninvited which yeah. looks just like exactly the same as that, but in a different kind of setting. So we would have probably not bothered with that. Untouchables, presumably a reference to the film, film tie-in. It was, it was from Ocean, Untouchables, film tie-in, absolutely that. Did a lot of tie-ins, Ocean, didn't they? Yeah, they just chucked stuff Yeah, out, they, bought they? Them all, bought all the film rights, didn't they? Then they yeah. did the Robocop and all that kind of crap. Mm. Were it them that did that Rambo too? Oh, actually, the one that we was played. It? No, that was packing yeah. games, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. they should have packed in. Um, <laughs> Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, okay. they never saw a, a European release, that, but based on the X-Men. Obviously. So we couldn't have been playing it, but no, somewhere like around the world down, could have been. Top-down, alien breed-type um, game. Right then. <laughs> the ultimate stuntman. Yeah, so now if I tell you who made this, you'll go, right, yeah, with a name like that. It's from Codemasters. Oh, right, okay. So it's uh, side scrolling. It sounds then, isn't it? Side scrolling beat em up. With, uh, it looks pretty snazzy, actually. It's a beat em up? Yeah. It does look pretty snazzy, but you listen to the music in that. I just flicked about three minutes into it. That is not Nez music. That is That is out and out. Spectrum Amstrad music that you're listening yeah. to, very. It's got a, a plinky plonky kind of um, sound to it. So um, that's pretty much. I guess it's. There won't be many beginnings. Slim you, pickings in the use. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot to go at. So I can only imagine it's going to get worse with V. Well, let's see what the randomizer's got to say. The letter V, which is appropriate for you because you're a bunch of vaginas, is Vice, Project Doom. I hope you enjoy it. Actually, I don't. I hope it's crap. See ya! And we say bye-bye! Vice, Vice Project, Project Doom. Doom. That sounds like a sort of hybrid that. between a Miami-based game... And, and help d- and, and demons doom. on Mars. Yeah, Doom. <laughs> yeah. Well, Miami Vice and Doom. It's certainly intriguing. Vice that. Project Doom. Vice Project Nez. Doom. Vice Project Doom. Nez. Really? Nez. Interesting. Let me have a look. Look forward then. to it. See what my first impression by looking at a screenshot is. Oh, it looks like Contra. <laughs> well, a right. run and gunner. Well, I don't think we've had a run and gunner yet, really, have we? Not this side-scrolly really. type, no. No, we've had a, a vertically type, the yeah. very first game in the show. Well, thank you, Randomizer, for mm. that. 
Yeah. Uh, thank you Ignorant for this week's randomizer for giving us like a, a one that was good. Yeah. Let's see if you can keep it up now Let's till Z. See if we can have a brace of decent games. Yes, yes, yes. Feedback. So yeah, Ross gave us a shout out on Twitter's uh, with regards to our letter T episode, uh, and he said he played the shit out of Tetris on his NES. The letter T. I don't think he specifically I, said those words. But, but that was the you're paraphrasing. That's the gist. That yeah, the gist. T- yeah. that's the takeaway that I took away. I know uh, it was released on on the NES, but I, I've got no recollection of Tetris on NES. Well, I've got the t- it was always the, a Game the Boy. The Tetris, the Tetris that came along was I think in Japan, I might have this wrong, you write in and complain if you want, is Tetris 2. The Tetris that I've got on the Famicom is the one where you don't rotate the pieces with A and B. Well, we've covered this. The control oh, yeah, where really it's odd. the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah I think A or B, you yeah. you've, got a, you've got an instant drop. I, think. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I remember. I know I it threw me off because around. it doesn't play like any Tetris I've ever played before. I think it might have been right back at Bloodier Land we spoke about that. Uh, I think it's when I picked up Goonies, I think. I bought, I got uh, Goonies maybe, and I maybe. bought a bundle of oh, mm. eBay. Rob Llewellyn, Big Louie, has been in touch. Now, I don't know, he's uh, managed to pick up a pinball on a recent barn find. Him and Chris CMP got a couple of pinballs, so he's been refurbing that. And, he, and he's, he's reached out to say he likes listening. While he's doing the work in the workshop on his pinball, with coffee, he likes listening to us three pillocks doing our jibber jabbering, which is nice of him, <laughs> nice. isn't it? certainly jump over, to, jump over to pinball.info and look at his rebuild work he's done on, on, uh, on a, I think it's a Williams. I forget. Sorry, Rob. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to find he it. He is listening on this. I haven't seen much well, of it in the chat. I've seen um, Chris's. Um, Heavy Metal Madness, was it called? I wondered yeah. where you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we've also got, for anybody who wants to dive in, we've, we've spun up a Discord since the last episode. So, uh, uh, we've not really publicised it, so not a lot of people in there. It's a little bit quiet, but there's music mentioning chat. Mentioning it on this, it really publicised it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's music chat, there's uh, <laughs> games chat, retro gaming, modern gaming, general chit chat episode chit chat jump in there say hello hey Sullivan how do we find this discord it's in the notes or if you look on twitter instagram on all those accounts you'll see uh, the link in uh, in our bios I think is the terminology that the kids use right cool, bro. cool. well that's that then Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. That's that's it for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. Watch us play stuff on Twitch as slash Pixel Hunt Pod. You can see some shit about us and listen also over on www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or, you or can drop, drop us an email. email. Go on, Dan. I'm going to say the reason to emphasise this is. I don't think we've ever had one. Well, yeah, no, Vic's I've, mailed us. We've had, oh, we've had okay. mails from Vic. Hi, Vic. I, uh, I, we're, we're really, really, really not bothered about penis extensions, Viagra or Polish wives. I think that's the only thing in that inbox. I, I don't, don't think that's what you... Vic sent us, is it? 
Yeah, like that is exactly what Vic said. <laughs> Vic That's actually, that... Vic has sent me some dust washers for my for me for me cab, which was nice of him. Oh, anyway, size of a dinner be, plate. Before I forget, though, the email address is howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Yes, so we've got that now. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you do want to reach out to us, you can get us in all those places. You don't have to. It's not like we'll be a fender or anything. But if you are enjoying this, don't tell us. Tell your friends. Leave a review. Do all that kind of stuff. And if you don't enjoy us, just turn it off. Yeah, do, do something else, yeah. <laughs> it's well, well within your rights. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel on Podcast, playing the games, Play the games so, so you don't have to, have to have COVID.